How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Fourth down. That ends it, and it's fitting. T.J. Watt has just slammed the door shut on the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens trailing 14-10. First down. Jackson. Ball is out. Sitting there, scooped up by the Steelers, T.J. Watt. Highsmith knocks it free. Feel the pressure, step up. Highsmith right there with the play. There was room to climb the pocket. Lamar Jackson didn't. Highsmith pops it free. Shotgun, Jackson, a pie, intercepted. Picked off by Joey Porter Jr. The rookie comes away with it. If you want to give away three game balls from Sunday's game against the Baltimore Ravens, those would probably be the three guys to get it. Maybe George Pickens as well. But it was another defensive effort that truly won the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you look at the score and you see 17-10, to 10, you say, oh, okay, so the Steelers finally maybe got a little bit of offense going against Baltimore. You know, 17 points still isn't a lot, but, you know, two touchdowns and a field goal. How about a touchdown with a failed two-point conversion, six, a safety for eight, and then just a bunch of field goals? It worked out. It was fine. I'm Austin Bechtel with you. Fan early morning show. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in first place entering the bye. It's a glorious thing, but it's been ugly this year. But, hey. A win is a win, and that's a good thing. Joey Porter Jr. finally got time. He got to experience the limelight. He got to shine in the face of the Steelers-Ravens rivalry, a time where his dad thrived on the outside for the Steelers. Made huge splash plays. Well, after Gunnar Olszewski fumbled, and why Gunnar was in the game, Calvin Austin got hurt. So Gunner had to go back in there, even though what was the whole purpose of Desmond King? Returning kicks, returning punts, but you put Gunner back there. So Gunner fumbles. Ravens ball right around the five. And Lamar Jackson, instead of just running it, decides to throw an interception, decides to throw it towards the end zone, towards Odell Beckham. Intercepted by Joey Porter Jr. He basically ran the route. Boxed out Beckham. Made a play on the ball. He was fantastic. He's graded out as the best corner out of anybody for the Steelers. As the primary target this year in 63 snaps overall for Porter, he's been targeted eight times. He's forced two incompletions, an interception, and a 27 passer rating. He's been great. 
If there's anything that you'd like to point to for the Steelers, of course, it's the defensive side of the ball. How far can this defense carry the offense? And the offense, again, has showed things, but it's just not being able to sustain drives. Jalen Warren, I thought, had a great drive. It ended up setting up just a field goal. But, man, he was fantastic in the fourth quarter, running over people. A little dump-off route, third down and six that Warren caught that stands out to me. That led up just a play later, two plays later to the hurdle Warren had to again be able to pick up a first down. Three plays in a row, three first downs for Jalen Warren. And Najee Harris did some things. There wasn't that many rushing lanes for him, but he was solid. And how about Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt? Watt, again, went off. What do you expect? Just showing the pure dominance that he has on the outside. And this is the way that the Steelers are just built to win games. Maybe Matt Canada was right. I mean, everybody kind of thinks that Matt Canada is right. He shouldn't have said it, but yeah, this team is built pretty much just to win games based off of the defense shelling out as much as possible and the offense not necessarily being carried, but as long as they are not playing from behind, then they can they can win. They're not built to come from behind. But the Steelers did, in fact, come back from behind. Maybe because Baltimore handed the Steelers the game. Look, the Steelers had to jump out and take it. I get that. And that's what the Steelers did. I mean, they, they could have just been gone in the midst of the wind and not done anything. But Kenny Pickett, did he make a check at the line? Did he audible at the line? He definitely did something, whether it was changing protection. He saw something on that George Pickens touchdown play. I don't think you can de- deny that, dispute it. Why Matt Canada wasn't celebrating? See, a lot of people like to say, oh, don't look into it. You shouldn't be celebrating or anything. It's just human nature. When you fail over and over and over again, and you know that this play puts you in the lead and ultimately could be the deciding factor in the game, it should be almost automatic, especially like it was for everybody else up there in the coaching booth, to at least crack a smile, to at least show a little bit of emotion. You're the play caller. You run the offense. You should show a little bit of joy for your offense being able to finally, finally put the nail in somebody else's coffin. Matt Canada didn't show that. Some people like to say, oh, he was already looking ahead to the two-point play. I don't believe that. He didn't initially, he didn't just already go walk down at the play sheet and start saying something. Now, was it because it wasn't Matt Canada's play? It's been disputed in the locker room. It's also been by what some players have said. Sounds like maybe it was something that Kenny Pickett did. You know, I've said previously I'm like 65% off the Kenny Pickett train right now. One game is not going to put me back on. I feel better, though. About how Kenny has progressed. I mean, think about it. 
Kenny's got a lot on his plate with Matt Canada and all the scrutiny surrounding him. He has a first-round pick at left tackle who made his first career start. Outside of that, Dan Moore got hurt and has been pretty inefficient. Chooks Okorafor has been very inefficient at right guard, at right tackle. Your left guard in Isaac Sayamalo, man, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been everything that you paid him to be at left guard. He's starting to pave the way and figure it out. But Mason Cole has been pushed back into Pickett and not look great this year at center. James Daniels has missed the last two games for nasty Nate Herbig. Deontay Johnson, your $18 million man, has been out since the start of the year. Your first round running back hasn't performed the way that he wants to perform. Anybody wants him to perform and isn't hitting the holes as well as, you know, Najee really expects that he should or that he did year one. Plus, just everything surrounding this offense, your tight end is out. Pat Fryermuth has been a weapon for Pickett in the past, especially last year. Pickett relied on Pat Fryermuth a decent amount of the time. But George Pickens has been one of the saving graces for this offense. Five catches, 107 yards, a touchdown, five first downs. Pickett at a 135 rating when targeting Pickens in single coverage against the Ravens. It was that good. Now, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, there's not much more that you could necessarily ask of those guys to do, right? Highsmith, again, strip sack, force fumble, Watt picks it up, ends the game. They're the best edge-rushing duo in the league. I mean, I don't know how much of a question that truly can be. TJ Watt has 58 sacks in 48 career games at Acrisure Stadium, Sasha Hinesfield. He's collected at least half a sack in 33 of the last 38 home games. No player has registered more sacks over the first 48 career home games in NFL history. He, TJ Watt, TJ Watt, by the end of his career, will be either the best or the second best Steelers defensive player of all time. We usually run it at 9.50, 9.48, but yeah, that's right, I said it. And I know, I'm young, what do I know, what am I talking about? There are players like Troy Polamalu, Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Rod Woodson. There are so many guys that you could throw up there, but the stats don't lie, the eye test doesn't lie, the impact does not lie. The only thing that would... I think really make that secure in people's minds is if TJ Watt is able to win a championship. He's on his way. He he has the he has, he's tied for the overall NFL lead in single season sacks with Michael Strahan, 24 and a half. He did it in practically 15 games. This isn't like the 17th game did anything to help him. Now it might this year. I would not be one bit surprised if TJ Watt breaks the Single season sack record this year. I picked him to break the. I picked him to have the most sacks out of anybody this year, in the entire National Football League. Because he's just the type of guy that you want to bet on. I mean, why wouldn't you? Overall sack leaders: T.J. Watt is eight, Khalil Mack the next closest, tied with Josh Allen and Daniel Hunter, as well as Trey Hendrickson with six. Khalil Mack had that all in one game. 
TJ Watt is eight. It's impressive. It really is. He already has the Steelers franchise lead in sacks. He hasn't turned 30 yet. There's a true argument really to be made that TJ Watt can be right up there along with Joe Green, Troy, Jack Lambert. If I had to put three guys who are probably the best defenders in Steelers history, it's Joe Green number one, Jack Lambert probably number two, and Troy three. TJ's already been a three-time All-Pro, Pro Bowl five times, and I know we discredit the Pro Bowl, but it is a real thing. He's 28. His birthday is tomorrow, so happy early birthday, TJ. He was named the Defensive Player of the Year in 2021 by so many different outlets, AP, the Football Writers Association. In his career, 25 forced fumbles, including eight in 2019, eight forced fumbles in 2019. 2021, he led the league in sacks. He led everybody in sacks. He led the league in sacks two years in a row, 15 and then 22 and a half. How about he had 21 tackles for loss in 21? We know about last year with the injury, but 85 and a half sacks, and he's only 28. That's through seven years. And basically, it's six years because he played 10 games last year, but he was limited. He's played five this year. So basically, it's been six years. Pretty impressive stuff. The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. A couple of other things that I wanted to point out about the Steelers. Look, it wasn't pretty, but they're 2-0 against the division. They beat Cleveland at home. They beat Baltimore at home. Yeah, it'll be a different story when they go on the road, potentially. Still got to face Cincinnati. And... It's not great in terms of point differential. Out of all dif- out of all division leaders in the NFL, point differential. The 49ers lead, plus 99. Yeah, they're really good. The Chiefs are plus 48. The Dolphins are plus 46. That helps because they scored 70 on Denver. The Lions, yeah, they're first place in the NFC North. They're plus 41. Philadelphia is at plus 37. The Bucks in the NFC South are plus 16. Jacksonville, plus 3. The Steelers are at, uh, yeah, negative 31. Part of that is getting blown out by Houston, which is just ugh, a disaster, and getting blown out by San Francisco. That's really it. So it doesn't help, but this offense is starting to get there. It was ugly, but the Steelers really needed it, and that's what Kenny Pickett had to say to CBS after the game. Well, Kenny, that was a, a wild game. I'm guessing your heart's racing a little bit. Simply put, how did you guys win this game? I think a complete, you know, team effort, special teams, defense, offensively putting a drive together at the end to win, to, you know, to win the game. And our defense sealed it. And T.J. Watt being T.J. Watt, you know, the best player in the world, in my opinion, goes and does what he does. I think it's a full team effort. Um, ugly win, but you know, really glad we got it. We needed it. Let's go back to the Pickens touchdown that was the winner in a lot of ways. What'd you see on the play? Yeah, they were going zero. They heated up um, the Colts a bunch. I don't think they handled it as well. So I want to make sure we handled it. They gave it to us once earlier, and I got hit on it. Um, so in clutch moments like this, felt like they were gonna, you know, come back to it. Got it adjusted. George won on his route, and it was a big play for us. You described it as ugly, but what's it say about the resiliency of your group? Got to fight. Got to fight, man. It's the NFL. Every week's gonna be like this. It's tough. Um, you know, we're a work in progress. We're continuing to work, but you know, unbelievably proud of every guy in that locker room, man. We we uh, we work for this one, and we got it. Last-
And especially just because Kenny Pickett has done a good job, and especially in the Steelers' wins, of taking care of the ball. I mean, think about the Ravens. Rashad Bateman early in the game drops a touchdown pass. Kick a field goal. Nelson Aguilar had the ball go right through his hands. Just dropped what would have been a touchdown. Larry Obenjovi forced a fumble. Lamar Jackson, to seal the game, was stripped by Alex Highsmith. And how about Alex Highsmith? He generated a career high 11 pressure, tied for the most in a game by a player this season, according to Gen Stats. The strip sack in the fourth quarter increased the Steelers' win probability from 75% to 99%. Dub. Well, what else did the Ravens do? Well, after Gunner fumbled, could have sealed out the game with a touchdown. Lamar throws a pick in the end zone to Joey Porter Jr. On fourth down and two, the Ravens went for it instead of kicking a field goal at the end of the first half. That came back to bite them. The Ravens just flat out did not capitalize. It could have been a 28-10 game, as Malsey pointed out. Chris Muller during right after the game. And, I mean, it's true that if the Steelers got to win, they got to win ugly. I mean, it's not pretty how this offense performs. But a win is a win, and you're right back to the drawing board. And the schedule kind of allows the Steelers to be able to do that. But if the Steelers can go out there and take care of business against the division, there's no saying what they could do. I'm not saying they're going to go out to Kansas City and upset the Chiefs with an offense this putrid. But weirder things have happened with how the defense is carrying the team. But it could just lead to another 9-8 and eight year. And back to the drawing board again. Well, the Penguin season starts up tonight at PPG Paints Arena against the Chicago Blackhawks. I'll tell you three things that I'm most looking forward to. Coming up next is the Fan Early Morning Show. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.